Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell. I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I'm the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs and I've been in business since 1994. Purpose of this podcast is to educate you on all things physical fitness and health. That way you'll know what you need to do because I really think we need to really start stepping it up in this country and worldwide as far as our respect for physical fitness. I want to thank Jonathan and Lynn Gilden of the Gilda Group at Realty Pros. They currently have over 280 five-star reviews on Zillow. And you know, the real estate market is completely changing as it does. Like every industry, it's cyclical. And it's not as easy to sell your house as it was just a couple of years ago. So this is where you need a true pro to help you to navigate all the things you need to navigate. Jonathan has a degree. I was about to say master's degree. That's Lynn. Lynn has a master's degree in business and Jonathan has a degree in real estate. And together they're a very educated and qualified team to help you out. So if you need any help in the real estate area, give them a shout at 386 451 24 one, two. That's how you know that I'm always doing this unedited. I don't believe in taking the mistakes out, the little blips here or there. I was on vacation the last few days up in Asheville with Ellen and my daughter, Joanna. We had a good time and uh, my daughter's, uh, she's a super great kid to talk to and she's 20 now and we're talking about different things and being creative and she likes to write poetry and she was talking about how there are certain people out there that just like to critique and she might write something and somebody might fix the grammar or something. And, you know, and she's smart enough to say, well, you know, what about the content? Which, of course, she's exactly right, especially when it comes to poetry. And uh, to make a long story short on this before I get to today's topic that's what I told her too. I said, you know, on the podcast, I mean, I rarely edit. I will only edit if there's something wrong with it. In other words, occasionally it's blipped out and like I'll play my voice and it's simply not there. Well, obviously I have to go back and figure out what happened. But as far as like misuse of words or hum or haw or whatever, I'm not going to. I mean, I'm just talking to you like I would talk to you if you're sitting in front of me. And uh, those are the kind of podcasts I like. I mean, everything today is like so rehearsed and everything. I don't know. Anyway, that's my little spiel on that. So there, I want to talk a little bit about one of the principles of physical fitness because I had a client ask a question and they asked actually asked multiple questions. And it was all about basically aging and keeping strong and uh, do prior injuries and issues ever have an effect on that and uh, I'm, so basically I'm going to lump their question into one it's there because there are a couple into one because when I really read through the questions they were all related and it seems to me they're all related to the principle of retrogression which is use it or lose it you know, a lot of times people get caught up in physiology and anatomy, and that's great. I mean, I know the science really, really well. And um, we can manipulate different things. We can manipulate the science end of things like target heart rate and VO2 and all that stuff. And it's important to know. But, you know, 
the principles are really important too. And the principles, there's basically only seven that we really use in physical fitness. But I find like when most questions come up, a principle will answer it. The seven are retrogression, as I already said, overload, progression, periodization, recuperation, principle of individuality, and specificity. If we have a question, a problem, or need advice in fitness, usually I can track it back to a principle that we didn't follow. I should say a problem, meaning that somebody had an issue, maybe an injury, maybe they fell short on a goal. And oftentimes we can go back to one of the principles. So I like them. I like to use the principles to help people. Um, so for example, if somebody said, you know, I started getting an overuse injury. I was running, I was running, and my Achilles tendon started to bother me a few months in and it got to the point I had to take a break. Well, that would be a violation of the principle of progression normally. The person probably did too much too soon, and rather than take it easy, they kept adding and adding and adding, and then they got to the point where their body couldn't keep up. So that problem came from the principle of progression. So... All of them typically can be solved with that. And I think retrogression is a real biggie. I've been talking about it a lot lately. Again, it's use it or lose it. If we understand that that is just a tried and true principle, that what we use continues to stay strong, continues to stay peaked, continues to stay maximal, what we don't use tends to go backwards. In the case of muscles, they literally will begin to atrophy after 96 hours. That's part of the reason why when I see some people's workout programs, workout splits, and they might be only working one muscle group per week, but they're working out every day, I'll often give them advice if they ask. If they don't, I don't say a word, but I'll say, well, you know, you're kind of violating the principle of retrogression there because muscles begin to atrophy after 96 hours. That's four days. So let's say they go seven days between muscle groups. Well, by the time they get back to the muscle group, they've already began to atrophy. So they're always basically starting in the negative, which means that they're really not making progress. They might be maintaining. So it's got a lot of different uses how we can use this retrogression principle. So the question from the client was, do prior injuries, what do we do as we get older? What can we do around the house? What are all these things we can do? And, and essentially what it was about was getting older and how do we keep everything up to the best of our ability? And really the absolute best answer to that is the print principle of retrogression. We have to fully understand that Yes, everything starts to decline. Like, of course, we begin to decline. So studies show that we really are at our peak strength, peak strength in our 20s, peak strength in our 20s. Endurance comes a little bit later. We hit our peak with endurance around our 30s and our 40s. For hypertrophy, it's right along with strength. We're at our peak hypertrophy in our 20s. 
And if somebody is working out really hard, let's say they're an elite bodybuilder, they'll, they'll most likely be able to maintain that really well into their 30s. But even if they're working out perfectly, because I, I mean, I almost said every day, but that's not necessarily true. That could be counterproductive for some people. But let's say they're working out maximally at their most maximal plan, even in their 40s and 50s. They're not going to hit their peak if they've already hit one. In other words, maybe if they started working out, then sure, they're going to hit a certain peak. But for hypertrophy and strength, we pretty much hit our peak in our 20s. So that's pretty early. But that's not really, I'm not here to be a downer. I'm here to show you the opposite. Studies also show, though, that if we continue to work out, our decline isn't nearly at the rate it would be if we did absolutely nothing. Not nearly there. We actually maintain our muscle fibers really, really well. We maintain our connective tissue really, really well. We maintain our brain function really, really well. So if we use it, we don't really lose it. So the point is then what? Well, the point is, is sure, in a perfect world, you knew that in your 20s and 30s and 40s. And you never stopped working out. You never stopped exercising. That's in a perfect world, which, of course, none of us live in, right? I mean, I have done that, but because I've made a career out of this and I love it. And if I was in the business of only helping people just like me, I don't think I'd still be in business because the majority of people who need help are the people that have other areas of expertise that they're really, really good at that I'm not good at. And I'm trying to help them keep their physical fitness. So I just want everybody to understand that there is no such thing as a perfect world. I don't know what percentage of people actually maintained it all the way through, but it's not going to be very high. So then we have to say, okay, so it's like that little funny saying, you know, when was the best time to start? And the answer is, well, yesterday. And the second best time is now. Okay. So it's kind of like that. So just because we may have lost ground by not maintaining our strength and our fitness levels through our 20s and our 30s, it doesn't mean that we can't jump in and begin anew now because our muscles will respond. Our joints will respond. Our connective tissue will respond. Our brain will respond. Our heart will respond. So that's what we need to focus on now for those that may have let it go. And I want everybody to keep in mind, too, that you might think, well, I wasn't working out when I was a teenager or a kid. Depending on what generation you grew up in, we were still far more active as kids than we are as adults unless we go out of our way to do it. So, you know, a lot of people say, you know, I really didn't start gaining weight until I hit my 30s and 40s at my job. And some people say it in their late 20s. They go from high school into college or into trade school or into their career. And the ones that go right into office work, blue collar work, you know, computer work, whatever, they may notice it earlier. They may notice it in their 20s. And some of them might say, well, I never really did work out much, but you were active. I mean, we were active. So in this when we talk about the principle of retrogression, use it or lose it, it doesn't mean we are necessarily in the gym 
doing three sets of 12 or on the exercise bikes or whatever just means that maybe we were riding our bike to school. We were playing sports. We were doing cheerleading. We were doing gymnastics. We were playing baseball. We were active. We were running around. We were going to the beach. We were walking the beach. We were surfing. We were skateboarding. We were doing all of these things. We were active. And that's the thing. The muscles don't really know what you're doing. Like exercise is a fairly new thing as far as what we call it. I mean, we don't really even go back a century as far as structured exercise programs. We think, well, that, that's still a long time ago. Not really, not when you consider how long the human species have been here, right? Thousands of years ago, everybody was super active and technically exercising. They just didn't call it that. It was called work. They worked to put food on the table, right? They worked to build their houses. They worked to make paths. When we were up in Asheville, this past weekend, my daughter wanted to see this really cool trail and she found one and uh, it was basically down a mountain on a trail, not like scaling a mountain, but it was on a pretty steep trail. And the first thing she asked was, it's like, I wonder who thought to do that. You know, like somebody literally blazed that trail that could not have been easy. I mean, they built rocks, you know, they put rocks in certain places. I mean, somebody literally was a trailblazer there. So that's what people used to do all the time to get through and to get by life. So now we have a lot of help. We have computers, we have machines, we have artificial intelligence now. We have windows that open themselves, garage doors that open themselves. I mean, all these things, we don't have to work as much. So to take advantage of the principle of retrogression, use it or lose it, my advice is, of course, get on a steady exercise program. We should be strength training between two and three days a week. More if you have time. We should be doing our cardio three to five days a week. I mean, I'm giving you the guidelines and I'm, I'm adding to it more if you want to or have time. But like those are the things we should do. As far as must, we must strength train two to three times a week. We must do cardio three to five times a week. Again, more can be appropriate and fine for some people. But on top of that, we got to keep moving. Don't let people or things do for you. I think that is where we really get into trouble sometimes. Like, let's say you eat your lunch, right? And you dirty the dish. Okay, clean the dish. Don't just put it in the sink for somebody else to clean it later. Let's say you spilled something on the floor. All right, pick it up then. So like these are examples of like how we can use it or lose it in all of the areas of our life. Just stay super active in everything that you do. And this just, this just isn't physical exercise. This is the mind too. You know, when we read, I, I did an email about that a couple weeks ago, last week, when we read and we put a lot of concentration into the reading, we're using our brain to focus if we just like space out all the time and we don't engage our brain and we listen to, you know, ridiculous, mindless television where we have talking heads tell us what we should be thinking and what we should be believing, we're not using our brain whatsoever. You know, um, during the pandemic, there's a, I've talked about this before. I think this podcast alone, um, I should get some money from the Daily Stoic because I advertise for him so much. Naturally, I'm just kidding. But 
I listened to that. That's a podcast I listened to. And during the pandemic, he was talking about how people were going, you know, this is unprecedented. This is unprecedented because that's what everybody was telling them, telling us. Right. And then he talks about how in Marcus Aurelius's meditations, Marcus Aurelius was talking about a different plague. Right. So it wasn't unprecedented. Like there's been plagues. So if we maybe tune off the TVs, tune off the news, like don't listen to people telling you what you should believe. And maybe I'm being a little biased here. I don't mind listening to news, but I don't let people tell me what to believe. I want to hear the facts and then I can make up my own determination as to what is true because news just wants to sell news. They just want to sell, 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 right? And they're always just telling you what to believe. But if you opened up books and read like Marcus Aurelius meditations, it's called as his most famous, uh, read anything, Tolstoy, read really difficult text, really difficult, high level stuff. Take your time on it. Absorb it. Look up words that you don't understand. You're using your brain. We want to keep our brain sharp. It's not going to stay sharp if we don't use it. And this same of course, is for our body, which is what this great couple was talking about. You know, we got to use it. I mean, if we if we leave something in the car and we need it, we say, oh, well, I can go get that tomorrow. It's like, no, don't do that. Go get it now. Like if we just continue to do the hard things, whatever we can continue to do, do. I had a client and she was cutting her grass into her 70s. I've talked about it before. She didn't need to. She had plenty of money to hire a landscaper. But her attitude was, this is something I can do and I enjoy doing. And she was cutting her grass, not on a rider mower either. I mean, it's just things like that. I mean, there's no such thing as a free lunch. So if we start to delegate everything, I get it, certain things. I get it. I get it. It's time. Your time is money. I get that argument. But if we delegate certain things that we can do for ourselves, there is a price we pay. And that price is we start to break down. We start to not run very well, right? So I always notice when I haven't ridden my motorcycle in a bit, you know, just I get, I forget, I just forget it's even there and it's a great motorcycle. And I'll start it up and man, it is running rough. The gas might've been sitting too long. It's just real choppy. And then after a bit, after a few days in a row, it's back to itself. I mean, we're really the same thing. So the answer to the question is just very straightforward. Everything you can do, do. Everything you can't do, relegate to somebody else, delegate to somebody else. Just, but what you can do, do. If you can write a note to somebody, write it. If you can walk a letter to the mailbox, walk it. If you can work out, work out. And of course, everybody can work out. Everybody can do something. So retrogression, use it or lose it. What don't you want to lose? Just ask yourself that question. What do I not want to lose? And then tell yourself to use it. I don't want to lose my knee mobility. Okay. Use your knees, bend your knees, do some squats, walk, bicycle. I don't want to lose my hip mobility. Okay. Use your hips, make sure your bicycle, do your squats, do your exercises. I don't want to lose my mind. Okay, continue to use it. Journal, write down your thoughts. 
read, listen to things that stimulate you, turn off things that are garbage. All right. Use it or lose it. Principle of retrogression. I'll be covering those this week. All right. So speaking of retrogression, overhead door of Daytona Beach has been around 100 years and we're lucky to have a branch here in Daytona Beach. Jeff Hawk and Zach Hawk are the owners of the company and they do such a phenomenal job. Best customer service. Every time somebody has said, hey, can you get in touch with the owners? I know you know them. I do, even though sometimes I think, man, they're going to get mad. But you know what? They don't. They handle the problem because they want the best reputation for customer service. So if you need any help with that, give them a shout at overheaddoordaytona.com.